Welcome, everybody, to the Delusional Sports Fans Podcast. This is episode 109, hosted by CJ, and I'm accompanied by my guys, Mike and Keith. What's going on, fellas? What's good? How's it going, man? How's everything? Everything's good, man. We haven't done this in a uh, in a little while. It's been a couple weeks, you know. Kind of hard, but us, you know, being different places and us having jobs and being busy and stuff like that. But we all still caught up in the sports world. So, um, you know, we definitely had to reconvene. Had a lot of people asking, yo, when's the next episode? When's the next episode? So good to be back. Glad to hear from you guys. How was you guys' day? I'll start with you, Mike. How was your day? My day was cool. Um, had a good work day, so not too much to complain about. Was today your first day back? No, no, no. This is like week three now, I believe. No, I'm saying like from but then you guys have um have oh, all yeah. just our, it's our first day back since Friday. We had a couple of days off. Yeah, Rosh Hashanah. Nice little break, huh? Little four day weekend. Oh I see you, kid. <laughs> How about you, Keith? What's going on? Yeah, man, had a good day so far. I had to work earlier, but that was smooth. So whenever you have a smooth day at work, it's a good day overall. So glad to be on the pod with you guys. Talk some sports. We got, I know we got to get into the Giants. Still a little bit upset about it, but uh, we'll get into it. Yeah, you can't say that you were no more. <laughs> the only one here with my team's undefeated. <laughs> man, we came back at the right time, Mike. Wait, some BS. <laughs> All right, so um. We're going to get this NBA story out the way. Ime Yudoka, you know, very personal story. We don't have all the details just yet, but um, recently, as everyone may know, Ime Yudoka was suspended for the 2022-23 season um, for having an affair with a staff member of the Boston Celtics, a consensual affair. But as the days have gone, we've been learning more things about the affair um, some people say it's, it was a, a staff member's wife um, that, you know, he he violated the team's policies, strict policy that they have, and that the affair, they say it was consensual, but the woman said that um, he made, um, what, what, how would you call it, um, Unwanted advances, yeah. Unwanted advances and appropriate remarks to her, and that um that kind of spread throughout the organization, and they had to discipline him. So, um, I'll start with you, Keys. How do you feel about this whole email Udoka situation? Do you think the the one year suspension was warranted, or do you think there was um something brewing behind the scenes with him? I mean, it seems like something was brewing behind the scenes because you you look at the penalty he's getting suspended for a season but it was a, a consensual um affair i guess if, if you want to call it that so what ended up happening that kind of pushed it over the line we won't really know if the penalty fits the crime until we have more evidence or more concrete proof as to what he did because it the way they phrase it, if it's a consensual relationship, then honestly, it's really not the public's business unless, you know, the Boston Celtics have their own company guidelines that say, you know, 
uh, inter-office relationships are inappropriate. And then at that point, they would have to deal with it, um, you know, however they see fit. But a year-long suspension really seems like he did something egregious. Mm -hmm. You know, if it was just him getting caught up in an affair where both parties were, you know, open to the relationship, then a year kind of seems pretty steep. But for them to come out with that type of punishment and to see the look on Brad Stevens' face during the press conference, it makes you it makes it seem like something eerie was going on behind the scenes. Also, you have Matt Barnes. He was he was kind of at the forefront, you know, trying to stand up for E-May. But even he had to backtrack saying he found out more information and that it might be a lot darker than most people, you know, think. So, you know. I would have to assume that the Boston Celtics, they hired a, a legal firm to investigate. And if they felt like the, the penalty warranted uh, a year suspension, then to me, I think it's going to be hard for Eme to return to the organization because for you to do something um, behind the scenes that would warrant that type of punishment means that there must be some real bad feelings in that front office and in that, that Celtics organization. Um, so I don't know how he's going to be able to return uh, even to the NBA. I mean, the the details didn't get leaked. But if Eme goes to another team and that is leaked, then, you know, that might jeopardize his job somewhere else. Because look at it in baseball with Carlos Beltran. Once, you know, the cheating scandal got leaked, he ended up being, you know, exiled and lost his job as the Mets um, head coach or whatever, a manager. So, you know, it's a real tricky spot right now when you're talking about those type of relationships and in the type of, I guess, environment that we are now. So, I mean, it's a tricky, tricky situation until we get all the facts. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, when I heard the year-long suspension, I was like, Dad, like, he must have he must have violated some type of rule in their, their, their rule book. Um, so the warrant, like one year, the only thing that comes across my mind is that maybe there's some type of video or something like maybe some messages about something going on in the facility or something. And that could definitely set off like the organization. But, um, as far as Keith's point is of him not coming back, it seemed like that he would be welcomed back like the following season or they would like just fire him. I feel like, well, they said in the press conference, they said that he suspended for the season and after the season they'll they'll like come back to the um to the drawing board and figure out what they're gonna do with him in the future. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh gotcha. Yeah, so I'm like it, it's hard for me because I hate the way the Celtics handled this. I feel like he may he may like I, I'm not um taking the blame off him. Because whatever he did, it had to be messed up. But I feel like these type of situations happen within companies all the time. So he had to either do something egregious or he had to have an affair with someone that's a, a high-ranking member of the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? And they're trying to use this opportunity to kind of um, embarrass him, you know, because – to me, for this to get out in the public the way it has, it's like a it's like a social media scandal. Like it feels like loving hip hop NBA. It's because it's Neil Long. <laughs> yeah, that too. You bring in a whole nother yeah. market. Yeah. yeah. 
but but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's Nia Long, but that's his family, you know. She has they have a son together, and you know, to kind of put that out there and 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 have it everywhere the way it is is kind of wild to me. Um, I've been hearing all type of rumors. I don't know if this stuff is true or not, but I heard that he was messing with the vice president of the Celtics wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he found out over, I guess she was in front of the house one time and she was on the phone with Ime and they were on the phone and he overheard the conversation on the ring camera. Oh, that'd be wild. Yeah. Like it could, I mean, it could be, could be true. It could, could not be true. I know this is just think the stuff that I've been hearing in different articles. Um, I also heard that it might've been multiple women and yeah, that he, and that he might've got somebody pregnant in the organization. Oh, so yeah, oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. So yeah, he might have to get packed for that. I mean, I don't, <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> I just I just don't like the way the Celtics are handling it. Like if you're gonna fire him, fire him. Right. You don't want to fire him because you know somebody's gonna pick him up. Like Keith, I disagree with your point as, as far as him being um done for maybe maybe being done forever in the NBA. Um because I think like he, he showed what he can do. Like we've seen people come back from worse. Like if anything, maybe he'll get an assistant coaching job and then the next the next hot the next hot head coach job that opens, like, they're going to be trying to get Ime Udoka. He just has to clean up his image. What you think? Well, it all depends on what he actually did. Like I said, you know, if he did something that was really egregious and it gets out there and the social media is up in arms, then he's going to have a hard time trying to find a new gig. I mean, look at Rick Brunson. Rick Brunson, he recently got fired uh, or left a job from the Timberwolves and they're starting to get on him now and he's not even as high profile as Ime Udoka and that scenario or situation wasn't isn't as you know uh isn't as widespread as this Udoka, Udoka situation so if he did something that was really egregious and people would kind of you know turn their back on him if it did get out to the public then I, I could see him having a difficult time trying to get a job uh, somewhere else in the league. But, you know, we may not know the public, but behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure the owners talk. So people are going to ask the Boston Celtics owner, hey, what's going on? And I'm pretty sure he'll leak some information here and there. I mean, they already leaked half of the information. Even even with all that stuff that I mentioned, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like we sitting here and we like, wow, wow, wow. Do you think there's still opportunity, even with all that stuff that might have happened? You think he's done because of that, or you think he still get a job, even with that stuff? Like I said, if he did something that's just normal within corporate environment that people do every day, then I'm pretty sure he'll get another job. But if he did some some weird stuff and it got back to the front office, even though it was consensual and maybe things turned left, and you know, maybe he didn't want to give up the relationship and started getting real cringeworthy and things like that then maybe he might you know be exiled from the league it's not something that is you know not plausible i mean they do it with the players all the time yeah i think the only tough part is that he's black because if you look at luke walton in the situation he was in he still had a job for a little bit what was luke walton situation remind, remind me again he had um a situation in the organization too right Keys? Uh, i'll pull it up for you yeah, he had a little 
But I don't know if, if that if that was credible or not. Or if nah. it was just accusations. I think this thing with Eme, I I feel like we see so many um not not so much coaches, but players and people just involved in these professional leagues get away with so much crazy stuff. Like and they and they clean up their image. And then the opportunity is presented to them again. You know what I'm saying? Because after a while, people are gonna forget what happened. Like, dudes cheat every day. Dudes have um, kids with other women every day and leave their wives. And you know, like this type of workplace consensual stuff. This happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's just publicized because of the people that's involved. Yeah, the Luke Wilton thing was alleged. Yeah, it was a sexual harassment uh, civil lawsuit. From a lady named Kelly Tennant. And also, I think this would have got out regardless. Because if he violated the Boston Celtics corporate policies or whatever the case may be, they were going to suspend him. And they were going to have to explain why they suspended him. So I think a lot of this would have gotten out regardless. It's just the fact that they suspended him for an entire season is kind of wild. You know, you would think something like this might be, you know, 10 games, 20 games. For but an entire season, especially when he's coming off, you know, carrying that team to the finals, it just it seemed like he must have really did something that was beyond belief for them to go and just get rid of the hottest rookie, you know, the hottest coach coming off of a rookie season in years. I think, I think like, well, we we've seen Jason Kidd have his troubles in the past with his wife and stuff like that, and you know. He kind of cleaned that up over the years, but I I think a lot a lot of the times um, owners they kind of overlook some stuff when it when it pertains to winning, right? So, say a team is like one step away from from a championship, they like they all they missing is a coach, right? Or maybe a couple pieces, whatever the case may be. Eme sits out this year, and the Boston Celtics finally let go of him. And then he sits on he sits on someone's bench as an assistant coach for a year or two. Now we have a team that's one step away from winning the championship. You don't think they're gonna try to go get email? It all depends on what he did, bro. Because if he did some crazy stuff that you know it may be legal, but it might be some weird stuff. Because the the look on Brad Stevens' face, it was like he was just disgusted that he had to sit up there and discuss what the fuck was going on. Oh, my bad. He had to discuss what was happening at that time. So I'm like. It, it seemed like some weird stuff was going on up in Boston. I think from, from what I heard from the press conference, um, yeah, Brad definitely did look uncomfortable, but he was trying to drive home the fact that um, he people were, were, were guessing who the woman was and kind of putting pictures of, of females on social media and kind of running with that story like, oh, it was her, it was her, comparing her to Neil Long. How, the, how can you do this? And... You know, that type of thing, like people that wasn't even really supposed to be involved was getting dragged through the social media ring. But that's going to make you have the face as if you're about to throw up. <laughs> like he looked like he was shattered. Sometimes like his whole world was coming down. You would have thought it was his wife they was messing with, with the way he was doing that press conference. I'm like, I'm like damn, bro. Sometimes white people be kind of exaggerating. A <laughs> right, Mike? Right, Mike, Mike, am I lying? Like, like... Like if me if me and you were to get into a heated discussion, a heated heated argument, mm-hmm. a white my person might be like, "Oh my god, they're fighting." Yeah, it'll be exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay what he did, but like 
right, say Ime. <laughs> say Ime was messing with the vice president wife, right? Mm-hmm. And got her pregnant. In their world, it's like, oh my, like how, like how could he do something so ridiculous? Like, even though it is crazy, it's nah, wild. That's wild, but like, nah, he would he would have got fired. I, I know he would have got fired for sure. You think he would got fired? I don't think. Yeah. They, I don't think they. I think they're gonna fire him. I think they are gonna fire him, but I think yeah, they this just, is just part him, of the process. Yeah, I think they just want to humiliate him first because they said that they were gonna cut his contract or cut his um his salary in half for this year, so he won't earn all his money. And then once once the suspension is done, they'll reconvene. It's like they just want to hold. They want to hold on to him. They don't want nobody else to get him. But they know at some point they just they're gonna fire him. They probably want to test out this new coach that they got and see what he can do and. You know, I, I'm pretty that, sure. Or, or or they're trying to look at it the legal route where maybe if they suspend oh, that's him, yeah. then they can fire him and I have to pay him the money because they suspended him for, you know, contract conduct detrimental to the team, allowing them to void the rest of his contract. That too. I, I think, I I just think they're trying to humiliate him. I, I'm pretty sure if he, if he was to get fired, somebody would be on him. Well, what do you feel the impact is um, with the suspension? On the Celtics, as as far as um him being gone, no the yeah the production of the Celtics. Do you think that their odds change for them winning now, or they got the players like they're gonna make this work? Um, you know they're they're the favorites to win a championship this year. Um, I think they're gonna that that's gonna hurt them. Like you know you you get used to a certain voice and a certain face in the huddle, and in the locker room it's like. Of course, it's going to be um, like a transition. They might pick it up at some point. But I don't think they have the vets to really get them over the hump just yet. I mean, but they've been in the playoffs. They've been far. They also brought in other people that have playoff pedigree. Um, I don't see why why it wouldn't work still. But you got to remember, they struggled last year to start the season under the first under the first few months under – Email. So you had a different I expect roster them, as well. They did have a different roster, but it takes. But when you add a new new players to the roster, it's going to take time to gel. And now, like CJ said, you have a new voice. He's going to be coaching. Maybe he'll be coaching his own style. I don't know if he'll be following the same things Udoka had put forward. Maybe he thinks now, you know, this is my time to to step up and, and, and be a head coach in the NBA, and I'm going to do things my way because you never know when you get another opportunity. So there's a lot of variables that can, you know, present themselves when you're introducing a new coach and new players, even though it is going to be an upgrade from the roster you saw last season. So there are going to be some stumbling blocks, but you would think that they'll be able to, to figure things out as the season progresses and heads into the playoffs. The only early problems I see now is Robert Williams being hurt to start the season, honestly. That's and I guess I guess the adjustments that he will make there, that's going to be a little tricky because that's not the roster that I guess you would be intending on starting the season with. You would think everybody's healthy at this point. But even, even with the additions to the roster, we all know coaching does matter in the NBA, especially, especially in the playoffs. Like the, the the Celtics are playing a long game. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna position themselves to have a good seat in the um in the playoffs for home court. But coaching to me, coaching matters more in the NBA probably than any other other sport because you're having that direct contact with 
players like on offense, on defense, opposed to um, the NFL where the head coach might monitor the whole team, but each side has their own coach, like with the defensive coordinator. And the, so um, you mean the head coach thing? Because I would say coaching is more is, is, is a bigger deal in, in football than basketball. But if you're comparing head coach to head coach, then, yeah, I'll give it to you. Basketball. Yeah, no, no, head coach, head coach to head coach. All right, copy. Head coach to head coach. Um. Yeah, because like like I said, each each side of the ball on, on football, they have their own coach, and each each position has their own coach as well. So, the head coach in basketball is kind of in, in charge of everything that goes on in that um, organization. So, but I think I think him not being there is definitely going to be a big loss. I expect them to you know be a, a competitive team, make the playoffs and whatnot, but. I don't see them being as good as they were last year. I just, I just think the type of person he he is, or he showed to be himself to be, um, when it comes to coaching basketball. I think his temperament and his, um, you know, his the, the respect that he demanded from them. I, I, I believe that's going to be a big loss from them, especially, especially this guy. This guy is this guy that's um coaching him now. He's like I think the youngest head coach. Yeah, I think like thirty four. Yeah, so if he doesn't demand that same respect and they don't believe in him and and buy into what he's saying, like it don't matter how talented the roster is, they're gonna do whatever they want anyway. And he finally had that buy-in, so I think it's gonna be tough for them. We're gonna see. I mean, the Eastern Conference is tough in general, so we'll see. So losing him is big. All right, um. Transitioning to uh, to media day, we just had media day recently in the NBA. Um, and preseason starts on Friday. Um, we we've heard a lot of you know most notable faces talking and stuff like that about the expectations and what happened last year. Um, me and Keith were Knicks fans. Mike is a Lakers fan. Um, Keith, what are your expectations for the Knicks this year? And what do you think the direction for the team should be? Well, the direction for the team should be embracing the youth. But, I mean, that's kind of hit a, a roadblock at the moment because Quentin Grimes showed up to practice today with in a walking boot. So that's terrible news. But, I mean, the team should be trying to find ways to put R.J. Barrett in the best position to become a star player. You know, they brought in uh, Jalen Brunson. And you know they paid him that uh, that decent extension, which is a, a, a solid contract. In his first season, he's only making twenty three mil, which if he becomes a star player, that's going to be a bargain. I mean, people look at Donovan Mitchell's contract; he's making like thirty two, thirty three million dollars, and they say that's a steal. So if R.J. Barrett can become a, a, a multi time All Star under this contract, I think you're going to look at it as a steal. So this is what we should be doing heading into the season, focusing on him. Focusing on guys like Cam Reddish, you know, Quentin Grimes is out. So Cam should be getting a lot of looks at that starting three next to RJ. Uh, Jalen Brunson, he's coming in, uh, checking out what he's doing, seeing if he can be, you know, I know he's saying he's not the savior. That's what he said during media day. But, you know, he's going to have to be a major upgrade at that point guard position, you know, not just in us, uh, you know, imagining it, but he's going to have to perform. So that's going to be something I'm going to be looking at headed into the season. What do I think we'll do? I think, you know, the roster as is, probably you're looking at like a six to ninth seed. I think we'll be battling for one of those positions. I might as well say six to tenth. So maybe, maybe playing eligible. But uh, I don't think we'll be much better than that. 
I like I like the fact that Brunson said that that he's not the savior. That, that kind of takes some pressure off him because he's not the savior. And I don't want people to compare the fact that we got him for Donovan and instead of Donovan Mitchell because like he's just a piece to the puzzle. You know, I mean, um, they say he's the savior, but you, they went and hired his head his they went and hired his father to the coaching staff, and they sat courtside to recruit him in the playoffs. So those are some moves you make to kind of bring in a savior quote unquote so it's cool that he says he's not the savior but you got the front office and and the team acting and moving like he is i think that's more so um just like not really knowing how to recruit and and, and really you know not really knowing the ways of the nba because because what leon rose they all were agents prior to getting his job with the knicks Rose was an agent, and World Wide West, he just does back channels. He's cool with, with, yeah. with stars. So, I don't know. Uh, savior, I don't know. I, I feel like I can't I can't reference an example right now, but. Savior's mad crazy. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's tough to put that on Jalen Brunson. I don't think he's he might not even be the, the, the second or third best player on a team. Mm. So, I don't on this know. team? On this team, yeah. Well, I mean, we would hope in a perfect world RJ becomes better than him, but who else is going to be better than him? You don't think RJ's better than him now? I don't know. I mean, Jalen Brunson was cooking in the playoffs. Yeah, but that was only a, 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 how many games was, was that? I mean, this whole season he was cooking. It's a small sample size. I wouldn't say cooking. He played well. He was I cooking mean, in the playoffs. Against the Jazz, he was cooking. I, I think he played well throughout the season as well, opposite of Luka. And I, 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 I think the front office thinks Jalen Brunson right now is better than RJ Barrett too. Look at the money they gave Jalen Brunson. Look at the money they gave RJ Barrett. They got the, the contract is pretty much the same though. One guy, nah, a uh, million more. Jalen Brunson right now is making twenty-seven million the first season, and you got RJ making twenty-three. But his contract is descending. So if you look at the overall contract and and the money in total, it's about the same thing, roughly. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like RJ's ceiling's a lot higher. Let's go to like, RJ's ceiling is higher, but you said right now. I think RJ's better right now too. RJ do I, more I things on the court. What he's does a, RJ? He's a better defender. A better defender yeah, I think Jalen Brunson's a way better finisher in the paint. I think Jalen Brunson's way better getting into the paint. Uh, RJ Barrett, his shot is inconsistent. You know, Jalen Brunson, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he's money from the corners. Way I think Jalen Brunson's finisher? say it again, way better finisher. Yeah, RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett's shooting percentage in the paint is super low. That's one of his major issues. The fact that he can't finish in the paint, he really doesn't have much of a mid ring game, and he gets blocked too much at the rim. So, if you look at Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson's an animal when it comes to. to shooting and scoring at all three levels and you know i mentioned earlier he doesn't shoot too many threes but when he does he knocks them down at a fairly high clip he shot i think 37 percent from three i think rj barrett shot 40 percent the the year when everybody was barred from going to this uh to the arenas but i think outside of that he's shooting you know in the low 30s well i i think playing with luca you get a lot of open shots because most of the attention is, is on him and he his, his objective is to penetrate and either score or kick. So that's why the whole team is like surrounded with shooters with him. So I think that helps him too. We don't really, we never really had nobody like that in the Knicks, at least with RJ. 
except for the year we had um, Julius Randle, and he was playing, you know, good basketball, unselfish basketball. So I think that was part of the reason RJ's uh, three-point percentage was up. And I, I won't say I agree with you that he's a better finisher. Numbers say one thing, um, and he does finish well at the rim for a guard, but it's hard for me to, to say someone – that plays below the rim is a better finisher than someone that plays above the rim. Okay, how about how about he's a more efficient, more efficient finisher? I'll give, I'll, I'll say that then. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Which is a which means a lot, especially when you look at where RJ Barrett takes his shot. Yeah, a lot of his shots are in the paint. So if you look at Jalen Brunson, the moves he's able to do, uh, his footwork, creativity with the ball in his hand, you know, Jalen Brunson can cook. Now he's mad crafty. That's yeah. why, and he's a winner too. Mm-hmm. On all on all levels except yeah, this one. He's mad crafty. All right, Mike. What's good? What's going on with the lecture? What's going on with the Mike sound nervous. Yeah, Mike. Like, goddamn, I don't feel like talking about these movies. What's going on? What's going on with the lake show, Mike? I made a couple uh interesting off-season additions. Um, as we all know, what do you expect for your team this year? What do you, what do you see you guys finishing um as far as seating? And do you think you guys are a real uh, threat to make a run? Well, I never even considered seedings, but as usual with LeBron James on my team, I have no expectations. Um, last year, I had expectations because I thought the rust situation was going to be good for us, but it didn't pan out that way. And Russ is obviously beefing with the media, as he quoted. My job is to be a professional, show up to work like I've always done thus far, do my job the best way I know how to, and that's it. We all have jobs that sometimes people that have jobs don't like us or don't want us there, as you guys probably can attest to any other job across the world. So it clearly sounds like that that Russ got his feelings hurt by somebody or people in the organization, mm-hmm. and we have Palenka and we have him backing them up, but he's coming out during media day and saying things like this. So there's clearly still some tension in the organization and that never goes well for us. Um, As far as the additions that we got to the team, um, it's not really enough. So I don't know what they really expect um, with the addition of Patrick Beverly. I know we have picked up Lonnie Walker. Um, I like Scotty Pippen if he's going to be on the roster. Um, for a good amount of time, but if AD is not going to be healthy most of the season, if LeBron James um, can get back to his healthy ways, then maybe we have a chance to push for the middle of the pack. But until they prove that that this is a functional team, I have no expectations. None? You don't think the playoffs nothing? We didn't make the playoffs last year. That was a lot of injuries and stuff like that, though. But we still should have with the team that we had with LeBron James, the best player in the world on our team. So so Lakers fully healthy. You don't see you guys making the playoffs? Fully healthy, we should be able to. We'll see. Um give me a range. Fully healthy, just like off the top of my head. I'm not really looking at the teams right now. I would have to. Um maybe like six. That's, that's not a bad that's not a bad range. I, I was thinking probably 
somewhere in between somewhere in between that. I don't really know what to expect from y'all, honestly. Really not sure. I feel like that team is just like a a team full of wild cards just thrown together mm-hmm. that could possibly make noise. But for me to even say that they are gonna make noise is me probably convincing myself. So I really don't know. Um honestly with the Knicks, I don't I don't really have any expectations either. I don't think our roster is good enough to compete with some of the top rosters in the East. Um, and it kind of sucks because I feel like we probably should be trying to get a better draft pick, but the um, the way our team is built and the coach we have, that doesn't really line up as far as with that timetable. So I think with, with, with that, with that draft class is coming in next year, we'll probably be somewhere stuck in the middle of the pack, which is, which is probably the worst place to be. Um, I'm curious to see what happens if if Tips is going to play the young guys and really just let them flourish. Are we still going to keep Julius Randle or, or can we get rid of him at some point? And what are we going to do with Fournier? I just seen a report the other day that Fournier is um, expected to start the beginning of the season. It's almost guaranteed at this point with the fact that Quentin Grimes is in a walking boot. Is that the reason why or is that the, the plan? Initially? I think that's just the plan. He came in as the incumbent starter, so I guess he has to be dethroned. <laughs> I, hate, I hate the I hate the fact that these contracts are the reason why why players, you know, play their minutes. Or, or I just hate it. I seen I did I did I send it to you guys? Um, Gilbert Arenas was talking about about the fact that he was in practice when he was a young guy. He was in practice busting the starter's ass, and but just because the starter was a guy that was making the money. He was playing more minutes than him just based off contracts. Nah, I didn't say that one. I got yeah, sent you. That, that just reminded me about the Knicks, like with Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, and that whole situation. Was Cantor was um um was Thibs the coach when Cantor was on there and he got benched and he was getting paid? On a on what team? On the Knicks before he got traded to Portland, I believe. Nah, nah, Cantor nah, was long gone before Thibs pulled up. Was that Tim, Tim, so the Knicks are capable of doing it is Tibbs' fault. <laughs> yeah, definitely Tibbs' fault. He's stuck in his ways. It was a it was a whole new everything though. It was it was it was it wasn't the same management. It wasn't Tibbs. It was, that was a whole different regime. Yeah. Only person that was there was Dolan. <laughs> He's always gonna be there. Dolan don't care. Forever. Dolan forever. Don't look care about winning the side. I I wouldn't say that because he 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 makes moves with the Rangers, so he, he clearly wants to win. With the yeah, the Rangers he cares about. That's the sport he cares about. Yeah, I think I think he likes the Knicks more than the Rangers, personally. Yeah. What? No, I disagree with that. The, the Knicks making more money. So, so while he's a billionaire, well, wouldn't it, my favorite thing would be the one that makes me to live my lifestyle as a billionaire. I mean, the Nick, Knicks are gonna do that. They could make me the most money, but that don't mean I have the same love for that sport. That don't mean nothing. Man. I love the I, business side I, of the Knicks. That it makes him bright. All right. I hear you. That's like saying, that's like so saying, that's why he should want to win, because right now he ain't making his money back. So nah, he he's, making bread, he's making bread while you're losing, so it don't matter. But he loves the Rangers and is doing what he got to do for them, because he loves yeah. hockey. It's a, it's, I mean, it's not really a loss for him, no type of way. Like, yeah, He's still able to charge whatever he want to charge, and 
the Knicks are probably still what a it's a loss because he's not maximizing his profits by putting out a, a consistent winning product. Imagine how much money he'd be making if the Knicks were legit, but consistently in the playoffs. Of course, we can imagine that. But when we when the Knicks are still the most viable franchise in the league, I'm pretty sure he's not tripping over that. Like he's a billionaire. I don't think there's much of a difference. Well, to us it is, but to him, between. A couple billions like he already got billions like it ain't nothing that he gonna like ain't nothing he can't afford already so it's like i'd rather just throw all my money into the sport that i really care about and then the knicks just do whatever the knicks do but I, he i mean i don't I, he is trying to step out the way with this uh current regime so i give him credit for that but i feel like if the same money and the, and the same time was invested in the rangers the knicks would be much better well, remember, everybody told him to get out of things. At first, it was like Dolan's meddling. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, all right, Dolan needs to start meddling again. Which one is it? No, I ain't saying that. <laughs> I ain't saying that. I'm just saying, do do what it takes, you know. Do what it takes, man. I don't know. Well, he's trying. He he, he paid Phil the bag. He gave Leon the bag. Oh. He got like three GMs under Leon right now. So he got a whole bunch of people making money in the front office. So he's trying. He's just putting the wrong people in place as of right now. I'm hoping I hope I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm not making a mistake saying this, but I kind of like Leon Rose, even though he don't speak to the media too much. I kind of I kind of like him. And, and the reason it, it just feels different with him. Like it doesn't feel like it's more professional than yeah. his previous organizations. I can understand that. But what about the moves? Um. The moves he made in most cases were justified, and he's been drafting well. So that's different compared to what we had in the past. I think it's still early in the process. Like it's, it's three just, years, bro. How long do people really get in the process? I think, to what I think, I, what I think he got wrong was the Tibbs hire. I think that I think Tibbs being hired didn't really match up with our timeline. But how much? How much can you really debate that when Tibbs won Coach of the Year? So it's like. Well, That's, do you think we're in a good position right now? Right now, no, we're not in a good position because so I, then, so then I, you gotta you gotta look at it like the Thanos situation. You know what did three, it cost you? Three years, <laughs> three years in a rebuilding process is not that long. How long did it take Philly to get it together? About three or four years. But they started trending in the right direction. They got a transcendent talent in but, in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. We ain't got that. Why is that? Because they got two. They got two top three picks. They got three top three picks. They got Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, and they got Joel Embiid. We got one top three pick, and that was before Leon Rose. We haven't got a top three pick yet, so it's like. So course. in those three seasons, he hasn't got he hasn't gotten us any elite talent. So in three years in the rebuild process, and you haven't gotten any elite talent on the roster, how could that be viewed as a success? We don't know if we got any elite time, talent on the roster because the coach don't play him. When when he did play him, Obi was getting forty. When Emmanuel Emmanuel quickly was playing, he was a spark off the bench, getting triple doubles. Like to find Emmanuel quickly in the draft, bro, that's a diamond in the rough. Quentin Grimes, a diamond in the rough. Obi Toppin got mad talent, mad potential, but the coach is just not playing him. So that's not Leon Rose's fault. Yeah, he well, had good draft classes. You know what is Leon Rose's fault? signing veterans to allow Tibbs to play in front of the young guys so we don't get to see what they can do. 
I agree with that. Leon Rose. He be wasted an entire offseason by Leon Rose giving Kimber the bag. He resigned. Uh, he resigned Nerlens Noel, who did nothing for us. We Kimber didn't get Alex Burks. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hyperbole, bro. Let me rock. It's a podcast. <laughs> All right, my fault. But look at this though, right? So I, I combat that with prior to us seeing what Kimba gave us, a lot of people was happy about the fact that we got Kimba. When you look at what biasly, we had, biasly, we said biasly. Yup. But if you look at what we had prior to Kimba, everybody hated hated Alfred Payton. Everybody hated him. But everybody know Kemba was a wash. But Even if nobody thought that Alfred Payton was better than Kemba, though. True. But it didn't work out. So just because in the moment everybody was cool with it doesn't mean it's it's a, it's fine because we were cool with it at the moment. At the end of the day, you get judged on your moves. And at that point, yeah. that was an F. So if we, if we thought it was an A before he hit the court and think it's an F now, you still going to have to stand on, on that F. That's true. That's true. But that to me, that's more... That to me, that's more of a player thing rather than a GM thing because how the GM gotta sign him, see the injury reports. Like, bro, you knew he had a bad knee. Because when you when you look when you look at these things right on paper, Kemba is supposed was supposed to be better than Alfred Payton. Like, how much better though? Offensively, he's supposed to be better. Period. Alfred Payton gave us nothing. He gave us some defense. He gave us defense, but Kemba was supposed to be an upgrade from him, and we all thought nobody expected because y'all thought you needed offense, but Kemba gave y'all absolutely nothing on defense. That's one thing. And then if you look, if you look on paper, so Kemba was supposed to be an upgrade for Alfred Payton. No one's going to dispute that. And 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 um, Evan Fournier was supposed to be an upgrade from Reggie Bullock. And offensively, and, and because both of those guys didn't pan out, it's like. Oh, he did a terrible job. Like, nah, those guys just didn't show up. They wasn't, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Cause there's no way Reggie Bullock was supposed to be more valuable or better than Evan Fournier. And the same thing with Alfred Payton. To I like, me, I honestly like the Fournier pickup. Time out. Y'all are Yankee fans. So when 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 Brian Cashman goes and trades for players that can't perform in New York, y'all don't give him a pass. Oh, it's the players. No, it's that's not the same. He don't be making moves. How, how it's not the same thing. He goes in and brings a Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray don't perform. It's not. It's on Cashman. Leon Rose went and brought in Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier don't pan out. It's on. It's on Leon Rose. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with that because I, it's not. It's not the same thing to me. I don't. I don't blame Cashman that Sonny Gray didn't work out. I blame him for not getting somebody better than Sonny Gray. So then I blame Leon Rose for not getting someone better than Evan Fournier because Evan Fournier didn't pan out. The thing to me is 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 replacing players. If you replace, if you replace one player that's supposed to be better than the player that you're replacing them um, for, and the player don't pan out, is that's not the player's fault? No, it still got to fit. It still got to. It's it both parties' fault. It still got to make sense. You're gonna get you're gonna get Kemba and Fournier who don't play defense, and because they were an upgrade over the people you had, like that's that's not success. That's not a good move. And being an upgrade over over. Over um, what's his face? Reggie Bullock and Alfred Payton shouldn't be saying hard. much. This is what I'm saying. So that means anybody they brought in would have been would have been a solid move by Leon Rose because that's not a lot. Alfred Payton don't play. 
And this is what I'm saying. So how how who who thought who can imagine that Kemba will be worse than him? And if you look at the season, the Celtics prior, and the Thunder, <laughs> they definitely thought so because they prior, got rid of his ass prior to prior to last season. What was our issue? We played defense, but we couldn't score. We didn't have enough shooting, and we didn't have no guard play. So okay, let's go get some guard play. Let's go get some guys that can score, and let's go make two upgrades, right? We'll you, you think you you think you're doing the right thing, but these guys just ain't doing it. Kemba was hurt the entire year. He had a what a five game spurt when he went crazy and then couldn't play no more. And Evan Fournier just didn't really give you nothing, like bro. Kemba and Evan Fournier don't start on twenty of the teams in the NBA. <laughs> Come on now, see now we can go through twenty teams. It's not true. That's not true. But Kemba, no. Kemba, no. Kemba, not even gonna get signed. Kemba, no. Fournier, Who's Evan Fournier starting for. Fournier can start for the team. Kemba is on the team already. He started for the Magic's. No, Kemba's not starting for a rebuilding Magic. No, I'm, no, no, I'm talking about Fournier. Fournier. You you said Kemba's not gonna be signed. Kemba's signed right now, isn't he? Yeah. No, no the, the the Pistons told him go sit at home. Facts. <laughs> yo, my yo, Mike is terrible. <laughs> 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 he was quick with that too. Fast. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it now. They need to trade him away from by October 7th. That's tough. Wow. He's about, yeah. he about to be in China. And Evan Fournier not starting on the on the magic right now because they rebuilding. He's not starting on the Pistons, they rebuilding. He's not starting mm-hmm. on the Rockets. He's rebuilding. And those are some of the worst teams in the NBA. So how are you gonna tell me there's there's this there's 10 other teams he's legitimately starting on? But he don't need to be on a rebuilding team to start. You don't think if you go to the Lakers right now, he's starting. Who's over? What's they starting five? They, they starting five is nasty. What's they, they starting five? They don't have five? no shooting. They don't have right, no so shooting. that's one team. I, I ain't say, I, I ain't say the, whole, the, whole, the whole league. I just said it's like 20 teams he's not starting for. All right, let me see right now. Oh, there could be 20 teams he's not starting for, but that's what is that really saying? 20 he's teams. not that big of an upgrade over, over, over Reggie Bullock. 20 teams? Oh, I didn't. Bro. Well, I, I agree with you, Keys. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, you're not, not starting on the heat, not, the Celtics, not, it's 20 the Bucks, teams he may not start on. Hold the 76ers, the Raptors, the Bulls, the net. He's not starting on none of the playoff teams for the for the Eastern Conference last year. Maybe Charlotte because of the Bridges thing. Mm-hmm. But they got think, Hayward. I don't you don't know. Think, you don't think he's starting on Denver? Denver. Not with he Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is a, is a one. Barton over Barton. He's starting over Barnes. Barnes is a, is a um, bench spark. I mean, Barnes had a solid. He's just inconsistent, but he had a solid season last year. Well, he's last two years. Start on Denver. Yeah, I could, I could see him starting on Denver. Okay, so that's two teams. Mm. You only got to find ten. <laughs> he can't start on Utah. Uh, yeah, Utah rebuilding. That don't like. Bro? I told you. All right. Probably not. They got who? They got over there. They got Sexton. They got. They don't Baji, have no two. Baji's at the three. Okay, so maybe so that's three. Come on, she's a bum. So that's three. All right. Uh, Sacramento. Who started at the two? I know they got. Uh, da, da, da. He nah, they got Davion Mitchell. They gonna play Davion. Oh yeah, they do. I know they got him, but who's gonna be the backup point guard? Oh, that's backup. We talking about starting. You talking about starting? <laughs> I'm talking about starting. So if you start, how you can't you can't start Davion Mitchell with De'Aaron Fox? Yes, he can. They did that's, it. That's that's their backcourt. They, they did, did it. it. They, they did it and did what? 
they, so they're going to do it. They, they're not going to start Evan Fournier over they, they, they first round pick. And they're going to start two point guards. What you're telling me? That's what they've they been doing. It's, it. the, it's the Kings, bro. We they can't make sense of what they do. They had no alternative. If that's not, they, they got Herder over there. He's not starting over Herder. Why he not starting over Herder? He's better than Herder. No, he's not. <laughs> Evan Fournier is not better than Kevin Herder. Are you crazy, Mike? Fournier not better than Herder. I don't care. Yes, he is, bro. You bugging out. You They both do the same thing. And Fournier is way more talented than you. Wow. Herder, Herder plays like he plays defense. He don't lock up, but he he plays good. He plays he gives effort. Yeah. And he can Kevin shoot. Herder don't play no and defense. He can finish. Yes, he does. I watched. I watched oh, the Hawks. God. Kevin Herder. Kevin Herter play defense. Matter of fact, you you should know he he was he was playing good defense at the end of the game. Um, the the playoffs last year. Kevin Herter don't play no defense, man. What are you talking about? Come All on. I know is we struggling to find 10, 10 teams. We barely we got two in a possible. Like, I don't even space, know. Right now. I don't even know. You think you start for the Spurs? Okay, maybe the Spurs. So we got three and a possible. Bro, we could barely get the five. Are you trying to tell me? <laughs> Come on. You don't think you start for the Liberty? <laughs> New York Liberty. L. I. Nah, yeah, I don't know. That's my squad. You know, he can start for Portland. Why not? He can, why he can't start for Portland? Over, 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 what's his face? Um, What's the dude? Simons? You're not starting over Anthony Simons. What about Simons? Or Josh Hart. I'm telling you, bro. What about Simons? Evan Fournier is a solid bench piece. He's not a starter. So we said, we said Charlotte, Lakers. Charlotte, Lakers. I think you said Spurs, the Jazz. Spurs. Spurs. That's four. And you'll be hard-pressed to find six more. You're not starting over the, in the Pelicans, Clippers. Who's at the two in um, Toronto? Toronto. Uh, Gary, uh, Gary, what's his face? Um, Dang, I always forget. Uh, is, is it Trent oh, or Harris? Harris? Trent. Yeah, there we go. Trent. Trent. Trent always forget the last names mixed up. Who's at the three in Minnesota? Look, now you're trying to switch position. <laughs> No, 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 no. He's a two three. He's a two three. No, because I'm trying to think of Anthony Edwards. Anthony well, Edwards is at the two. Jada McDaniels. Hilo. And then they got um Kyle Anderson. You don't think they could slide uh Edwards over for and put Fournier at the two? See, but not see now you're trying oh. to you're trying to change the parameters of what I asked. You're trying to adjust lineups. He's not starting over. 20 of the starting shooting guards in the league. You said Nuggets, that's five. Okay, okay, you Nuggets, that's five. Damn, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and like, I, I mean, you could say Leon Rose has done a great job, but he's failed at free agency. He's starting on Detroit, too. No, he's not. Detroit is rebuilding. They got, what's his face? Oh, they got uh, Kade. I'm, I'm thinking. They got Kade and Jaden Ivey. Kade is a Kade is one a, of them playing at the two. Kate is a big one though. Kate, Kate could, I think he could start on Detroit. Sadiq Bay, what did they? He played. Sadiq Bay played a four. He's not. They're not doing that really. Sadiq played played a three. They got Bagley there still. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Sadiq Bay, Wallen, bro. They rebuilding. Yeah. They're not trying to have no Evan Fournier. We supposed to be rebuilding. We're a rebuilding squad. You'd be named all these rebuilding teams that wouldn't take Evan Fournier yeah. off our hands. But yeah, we gave him the bag of free agency. Damn. Yeah, why, are you, why are you really trying to like make this argument right now? No, because I'm trying to look and think. Like, damn, we really ain't shit. <laughs> like, nah, bro. Like, we dad gave him mad bread and he can't start nowhere. That's what I'm saying. Like, you look at what they did that offseason. Crazy. 
they set us back. They set us back in two consecutive off seasons. One where they re-signed all of the the guys from the bubble season, or not it wasn't really the bubble season, but the season when they COVID affected it. Then they brought in Kimba, Evan Fournier. That was an epic fail. And they had to try to redo everything this off this last offseason. So you telling you telling me Fournier can't start on, on a Bucks over Grayson Allen? No. No. Oh my god. They need somebody, they need they need somebody to trip someone. Bro, dirty elbows, they need that type of player. Is better than Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen is effective there. Yeah, but one he, but on one, he's effective. Better player but... than him, though. He's huh? a better player. I'll give you, he's a better player Tony than Grayson Allen. But Grayson Allen's a better fit. Yeah, so I don't think a championship player. roster is going to jettison Grayson Allen when they already know what he can do alongside those guys out there on the court. You just trying to play two K, CJ? I'm just trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of players or teams that he's a better player than their two guard. There's a reason we could we couldn't trade him this offseason. Make too much money. The salary dump. The salary is one thing. And two, you know, to, to invest that type of salary in somebody that's probably not going to be a starter once you trade for him, it's kind of crazy. And he got another year on his deal. Somebody could use a specialist, though. Yeah, a lot of these teams can use a specialist, but they're not going to start him. He's going to come off the bench, which is what he should be doing for the Knicks. Who do you think? Who do you think will be easier? Um, easier to trade him or Julius Randle? <laughs> Fournier will be easier to trade. Fournier is going to be an expiring contract at the end of this season, so another team only has to worry about that one year. Julius Randle, after this year, he has three more, and his contract's not descending like some of the ones we signed this offseason. I think it goes from like twenty six to to twenty seven and the twenty nine, and then he'll be in the thirty at some point. So if if he's unable to turn things around, it's going to be extremely difficult to move that contract. Mike, what you laughing at? Right, you got brick book over there. Nah, it's cool. He's still in a better place. Cool. We have the best player the, in the, the, world. the the team with no first round draft picks. Yeah, till twenty twenty seven. We got the best player in the world though, so that's that's all that matters. Mm. Um, Keys, timestamp that. Cut that clip. <laughs> fifty four, fifty four, forty three. I got you. Send me. He send said me. he said it a few times. It's not his first time saying it. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Send me that drop. I need that. Uh, Everybody know what's up. I need that audio. <laughs> all right, all right, let's transition. We did enough basketball. Let's get into football. Um still early, still early season, but you know a, a lot of a lot has happened so far, it feels like to me. Um I think we've we've seen what most teams are and we've seen what most teams aren't. The book is still out on on some on some teams, but on our teams, like me, I'm a Jets fan. No, my team is trash. Like, I have no expectations. I already know what time it is. I don't even want to talk about them, right? So, but the Giants are 2-1. And, one. and uh, I believe last pod, Keith was parading about how his team was undefeated and how they look so good because they beat – who'd you guys beat week one? Somebody trash. We beat the Panthers week two and we beat the Titans week one. Yeah, the Titans. Oh, gosh. So, um now that you guys coming off a loss to the Dallas Cowboys, what are your realistic expectations for the Giants? Do you think you guys can still uh, make the playoffs or it's the time to slow down and pump the brakes on your team? What you think? I mean, we, we could still make the playoffs with the expansion and the fact that we have a weak schedule. But uh, you look at the, how we looked against the Cowboys and the O-line, man, still needs work. You know, Evan Neal, we invested a first-round pick in him. But, you know, he's a young tackle. So there's some, uh, you know, 
things you have to learn out there, especially when you're dealing with some of the elite edge rushers like, uh, you know, Micah Parsons and things like that. So that's something that definitely has to be worked on. And you look at this team, if we had even one like skill player that we could rely on, I, I won't say skill player because we could rely on Saquon. I'll say if we had somebody in the receiving core that we could rely on that can make some big plays, then I think this team would be in a lot in a much better position. Because if you looked at the game against the Cowboys and, you know, towards the end of the game, it was really C.D. Lamb that was able to take over and, and, and win that game for the Cowboys. We don't have anybody on on in our receiving core that can do that. You know, you we hoped Kadarius Tony would have developed into a guy that could, you know, make plays like that. But he's never on the field. And we drafted Wandale to try and do similar things, but he's been injured to start the season. And, you know, we're paying Galladay a boatload of money. He's unable to do anything when he's finally out there on the court, on the, on the field, he's dropping balls, you know, Sterling Shepard, he came back from an Achilles injury and now he tore up his knee. So he's not going to be available. And even though he's coming off that Achilles injury, he was looking like one of, um, one of Daniel Jones's favorite targets uh, outside of sales and whatnot. So, we really have a bunch of wide receivers that are off the practice squad at this point catching balls from Daniel Jones. And it's tough because, you know, I liked a lot of what I saw from Daniel Jones against the Cowboys. You know, he showed some toughness. He showed the ability to make plays outside of the pocket, but not only with his feet, you know, tucking the ball and running. But he showed the the patience to, to hold the ball, keep his eyes down the field and, and find, you know, his wide receivers. So, you know, you like to see that from him, but he just really doesn't have the talent around him to kind of really showcase what he can do. You know, I still don't think he's the answer long term, but he's definitely been given a tough situation to kind of, you know, play through. Speak, speaking of that, um, him not being the answer long term. So say you guys are mediocre this year, right? Mm -hmm. You guys finish uh, nine and eight. Um, seven or nine, whatever the case may be, like middle of the pack, right? And you don't end up getting one of those um, top draft picks at quarterback. Do you think you guys should should either trade up to go get one of those guys, be aggressive, or do you think you guys should give Daniel Jones um, trade up? Maybe maybe a reasonable contract, <laughs> maybe a reasonable contract. Like you'd say maybe uh, two years, twenty million, or something like that. Nah, you got to trade up, bro. Got to. Daniel Jones is not it. And I don't think this I mean, you look at what the Nick what you look at what the Giants have dealt with throughout the uh the the last what six seasons. Each coach has only lasted two years. So I, <laughs> I'm not really gonna bet on them being given the opportunity to to wait an additional two years under Daniel Jones with a, a short two year deal. That's I think point. I think those guys should head into the draft and try and be aggressive the same way Dab says it when he was aggressive going for it or uh, going for two. You have to be aggressive and you have to play to win. So play to win by moving up and getting somebody that you think could be the quarterback for this team for the next 15 to 20 seasons. Uh, and I, I think, you know, Daniel Jones, he has the tools and he has some solid tools, but I think he'll be a, a above average or even great backup quarterback, you know. I agree. I agree. I, I do. I mean, I think if he clean turnovers up, he, he'll be okay. Like he's super athletic. I think he's okay. Like I, I think Daniel Jones can start. Like to me, he's better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. He's just not in a good situation. Like 
Like, I, would like to, I would like to go through that list. <laughs> All right, pull it up. All right, so because I mean, you say he's athletic, but he's he, he's fast. You you but have to, he's you not have agile. To, you have to tell me somebody that's definitively better than Daniel Jones. Is Daniel Jones better than Tua? No, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm let, let me Let's start. No, let me list off some quarterbacks for you. Then <laughs> we got to start from the bottom, work our way no, out. Yeah, Mike. No, oh, I got, no, I, I got you, CJ. Tua. No. Josh Allen. No. Zach Wilson. Yes. <laughs> you said yes? I don't know yet. I don't, Zach I don't. hasn't showed enough, so I have to say yes. Daniel Jones threw 27 touchdowns in his rookie season. No, you can't. Say, 27 or 24. How can you say that, though? Zach has been hurt. He's been in and out of the lineup. He Daniel, hasn't been available. Your best Daniel ability Jones is your had, availability. He ain't Daniel been available. Then you Jones have four years, and we still don't have an answer on him. So I don't know yet. How, how can we answer that, Keith? We As don't of know right that. now, Daniel Jones is better than Zach Wilson. As of I, right now, I don't Zach know. Zach Wilson hasn't shown me anything because even when he's playing, he doesn't look good. And what has Daniel Jones shown us? He look at his rookie season. He showed the ability to play. The, the Giants just haven't put an offensive line in front of him. Didn't he lead the league in turnovers that year? Possibly. All right. So, you know, matter of fact, you know what? I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. But because Zach has been injured, he's been in out of the lineup. Let's say, yeah, let's say Daniel Jones is better. Okay. Mac Jones. Yes. He's better than Mac Jones. I agree. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. When when we get done with this, yeah, I got. Some, we need to get back to that Mac Jones. For the, for, the, for the Browns, are we really gonna like? We're gonna say Deshaun Watson. He's not, he's not better than Brissett either. Hold on. Yeah, he's not better than Brissett. He's not better than Brissett. How you feel, Keys? I agree. Okay, that's a better game manager. Lamar Jones is a game manager. Absolutely, Jackson not. better. Um, uh, Mitch. He's better than Mitch. He's better mm -hmm. than Mitch. Yeah. Yeah, he's better. Yeah, than he's better than Mitch. Um, I don't know if he's better than Mitch for sure. I think they were actually going to sign Mitch Trubisky to to come compete with him. Actually, in the off season, before we ended up uh, signing, uh, what's his name? What's the uh, the dude from from Denver? Always forget his name. Oh, Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. No, you talking? No, about... no. Oh, man, the backup man. quarterback. Puncture long. Puncture this uh, long. Yeah. Oh, um, Tyron, 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 yeah, Tyron Taylor, Tyron Taylor, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's better than Mitch personally. I'm not, I'm not too big on Mitch. We'll get back to that. Well, I'm not, I'm not big on him, but I, I just don't know if Daniel Jones is necessarily better than him. So that's a possible. Yeah, Trash. Um, Joe Burrow. Burrow. No, no, he's not better than him. Trevor Lawrence. No, no. Matt Ryan. He's At this stage of their careers. I'd probably take Jones. I ain't going to front with you. Matt Ryan's not being protected this year, which is crazy. And he can't move nowhere. At least Daniel Jones can get out of there. Yeah, but look, look at the season Matt Ryan had last year. Nah, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know if he's better than Matt Ryan. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would lean toward, toward you, Keith, like this point in his career. I don't know, but Matt Ryan... It's a little, it's, he's a little, just a little more smarter than him. Like I trust, I trust the game in his hands more than I do DJ right now. I know y'all gonna love this one. Well, CJ at least. Ryan Tannehill. I knew you was about to come with that. Tannehill's better than him. <laughs> oh wow. Tannehill's slightly better than him. That's a little bit. Keys. Uh, I. 
I'll lean Tannehill because Tannehill has something that he really excels at, and that's the play action. We really don't know. We don't really have a play set where I could say Daniel Jones, you can call that and you can get a, a, a pretty good result. So I, I, I'll i go Tannehill. Tannehill's garbage, too. That's just crazy. Davis Mills. I ain't gonna lie. You know what? I don't even know if I'm gonna say Tannehill better than because I feel like if Daniel Jones had those same weapons, Daniel Jones would be like maybe a little more. I don't, but then, but then again, know. Tannehill took him to the well, he didn't take him to the playoffs, but he, you know, because Tannehill is athletic too. Tannehill throws it sometimes. He, I don't, he Tannehill has won some games. Daniel Jones hasn't really won any games. So yeah, well. I, let's go. I'll go Tannehill. All right, a slight edge. Davis Mills. No, nah, give me Daniel Jones. Hey, I gave you. I haven't seen a lot of David Mills. I ain't gonna find. I don't really watch too many Texan games. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a buck. Dan- wow. Davis Mills showed a little bit of promise, but I like Daniel Jones better than him. All right, Patty. Who? Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> oh, that you, you should have just skipped that one, bro. Yeah, <laughs> somebody you could just skip. Anyway, Russell Mahomes. Wilson. Russ. 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 Herbert. Everybody in the West better today. Car. <laughs> Car is better. Um, Jalen Hurts. Hurts is better. Dak. Hurts is the best quarterback in that division. Dak is better too. Dak is better, yeah. Um Carson Wentz. Give me Daniel Jones. Yeah, bugging. Oh my Wentz is God. Wentz is better. Wentz oh Wentz is better. Wentz is garbage. Have you seen him these last couple years? Have you seen him this season? All right, whatever. Just give, all right, give me, give me once, man. Give me, give me once. I'm just once is just so trash to me. Yeah, I seen once last game too, Mike. His, his, he got sacked nine times. He didn't get no protection. What could he do? He's trash. That's a that's a common theme too around the league. Quarterbacks ain't getting as much protection this season. People are getting hits. Yeah, I think they even have a um. <laughs> I think they have a segment on get up or something. It's like security or something like that where everybody's just been blowing mad coverages. Them them oh um, them pass rushers getting a little more athletic and stronger, faster. Yep. That's true too. Kirk Cousins. Kirk's better. Mm-hmm. You like that? <laughs> Kirk is definitely better. Yeah, I go with Kirk. That bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. Justin Fields. Fields. I don't know. I haven't seen him enough from 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 Fields to be like he yeah, might be. Yeah, he might be more talented, but he hasn't done yeah. anything in the, in the league. No, nah, I can't. I can't. I can't put um Dane Jones above Justin Fields. No, nah. I, I can't do that. From what I, mean, I see, give it to Daniel Jones. Honestly, with Justin, what I've seen Justin Fields do with talent around him, I, I'm sorry, like the ceiling is way too high for me to. Yeah, he, he might have a better ceiling than Daniel Jones, but I don't think he's done and done much. I don't think he's been in the league long enough to do to do more and, and been a starter long enough to show anything yet. That same thing with Zach Wilson. I bro, he has 297 yards through three games. Can you name one of their receivers? Yeah. Who? Um, what's his name? Mooney. What's his first name? And he got Komet. Throw it, throw it to them. Who, come on, dog. You can't name Giants receivers either, though, if you wasn't from New York. Who? Why, why wouldn't I be able to name Sterling Shepard? Shepard. 
yeah, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, but Galladay's a bum. I don't really these receivers. Are, these aren't good receivers. Galladay was an Achilles injury. Galladay was the number one before he got hit. Mooney and and Cole Komet, those are those are guys are not. Mooney is nice, bro. Come on, stop playing, bro. Galladay can't nice, even get bro. on the field. Is Mooney bro. a number one? Anywhere? Galladay's not a number one anywhere. <laughs> Galladay was number one in Detroit. Was was past that, and he was out up. for majority of the season. He, he should have pulled up to the wings, man. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not playing. Dang. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. No, hell no. Mike, you want Galladay after what you've seen from him in New York? I'll take the chance, bro. We'll give him to you for. I just desperate. I can't wait to get. Just to take the, the cap hit. Jared Goff. No, he's not better than Goff. Brady. No. Oh, come on. Baker Mayfield. He might. He's better than Baker. Baker is ass. He won. I'm I'm giving I'm giving I'm taking Daniel Joseph Baker. I don't care. He made the big plays that, that game too. Yeah. Against Baker. So how many teams is that so far? Three, four? We want to keep it count, but I think no, it's like hold on. Hold on. Hold on. we said well we dis- we disagreed on a couple. Um I, we said we said we said Baker. Mm-hmm. Um I said Mitch. I personally like Mitch over. We said Mac Jones. At least I did. Yeah, um, Mac Jones. Um, so was that three? Yeah. I was, y'all was saying Mitch, but well, CJ was saying Mitch. I don't know. Wait, well, but both of y'all was saying Mitch, right? We said Zach yeah. Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. That tried to sell me on 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 um on Justin Fields. I don't want to say that, but that's five if y'all want that. All right. Um, and y'all said Baker. Oh, you already counted him. Yeah, we counted Baker. So Mark, let's say roughly five. No, so we, we, we missed some teams. Nah, that's I didn't. That's I didn't finish the teams yet. Yeah. Um, Justin. Um, Jameis Winston. No, um, he's not better than Jameis. No, not better than James. Mariota. No, better than Mariota. Nah, he's not better than Mariota. <laughs> oh no! Mariota legs is way better than him, and he's uh, been singing the bull. Bro, no, give gonna, give Daniel Jones some protection. He's a high. Right. Y'all, y'all didn't watch his rookie season? He got a beautiful dead ball. They can't ago. keep him up. Huh? It was mad long ago. How was he, he ain't been getting no protection since then. How was he better than Mariota? Bro. How? Mar- Daniel Jones is better when he's given time. We haven't seen him been given enough time to operate in the pocket. Mariota. Mm-hmm. I think he's a better decision maker. Okay. And I think the arms is, is, is a better decision maker than Mariota. Yeah, I believe so. How? Bro. He's been a good game manager this year. All right, we three games in, bro. What you mean this year? I'm talking about Mariota. It don't Mariota. matter who you say. We still three games in. Mariota's been turning it over, though, too, Mike. He's been turning it over, too. Can't turn it over, but what has Daniel Jones really shown to say that that he's definitive, definitively better than um, Mariota. Well, Mariota runs way better. Like, that aspect of his game I mean, is way better than him. I ain't say definitively. I mean, you can make an argument that Mariota's better, there's, but I think Daniel Jones. Argument. I there's agree. no argument. No, nah, I think there's an argument to be made. Wow. I think Daniel Jones, has he even passed for 200 yards yet? We've we've seen. we've seen. Has he been given more than two seconds in the pocket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no>, man! <laughs> like, bro, you gotta watch the games, man. This guy's running for his life out there. We we've seen uh, Mariota lose a starting job a couple times, though. To who? 
to Tannehill. Okay. Yeah, Tannehill is random up by his spot. Who else? I got a. Didn't he lose his starting job in Oakland too, or did he ever have it? He never had it. No, nah, he never had it. Hmm. Whoever he lost his job to was somebody that was important that that was better than. I gotta look this up. And he was coming off an injury, so teams was already Larry. I don't know, man. That's may have to pull that. Mariota has playoff success. Like y'all bug, you bugging out. Not better than Mariota. I'm not saying he's. Keys is saying. I'm saying. I don't know. It's, nah, he's saying it's an argument. It's not even an argument. Nah, it's an argument, bro. I don't think uh, it's a lot closer than you think. You see what Mariota does, like can do. There's a reason Mariota's a journeyman, bro. Yeah, journeyman because he got hurt and. Other quarterbacks is way was better than him at that point, but Danny Steve, Jones is not one of them. You think Mariota wants to start a job if they both in the same organization? I don't see why not. Damn, Keith, your boy is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't think he's the long term answer. It's and not I'm, like I'm over here saying that he's a long term answer. I'm just saying know, he's a decent quarterback. But we gotta go get an upgrade. Honestly, what what? We going through this whole list because of you. You said that he could start on mad teams. No, I said he could start on a couple teams. I didn't say mad. I didn't say that. He didn't say that. I didn't I know the exact words. I didn't know if he said mad. <laughs> we got. We, like, he, he was insinuating that there was a lot of teams that he could that he could start over. Correct. So we on what? We on like six teams, right? So this is if if well if you agree if y'all saying Falcons then that's gonna be six, yeah. So what are we saying? I think. So I you're think saying we got to upgrade. I think him and Mariota is a quarterback competition. I don't think Mariota just gets that. But we so we say six. Just we say six. And Matthew, I th- and I think he's starting the Seahawks too. Matthew Stafford. No. No. Garoppolo. Even with the bum elbow. Garoppolo. <laughs> Garoppolo. Um. Nah, I don't think he's better than Garoppolo. He's not better, man. You got me sick calling him Garoppolo. Oh, <laughs> Garoppolo. Polo. Um. Gino. I, no, hold on. Let's see on this 49ers, this 49ers thing. I think if you put them on separate teams neutrally and not the 49ers where Jimmy Garoppolo knows that system, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo beats him in a quarterback competition. I don't I don't think so. I don't think if they both were on the Seahawks, Jimmy Garoppolo is definitively the starter over Dane Jones. No, you can't sell me on that. It'll be a competition, but I think Garoppolo's gonna win. I think I think Garoppolo is limited. Like I don't what Daniel Jones is he doesn't really have no limitations besides the fact that he may have um a, like a, a turnover fart. But Jimmy Garoppolo does the same thing, but when it comes to arm strength, athletic ability, just pure talent, Daniel Jones is more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo than me. Am I wrong? I wouldn't say you're wrong, but I think Jimmy G might still be a better game manager. But due to experience? Experience, one of those things, playoff success. That's a few team, things. That team, though, and that coach, like, they, they kind of, you know, it's kind of like, yo, Jimmy G, don't lose us. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we could, we could win, just, you know, just don't lose it for us. Like Same thing for Danny Dimes to the other team. <laughs> it's, hard, it's really hard to compare it though, because because so is this seven, CJ? I I can't say Jimmy G better than Daniel Jones. 
I'm sorry. Like, just so for your sake, we'll say seven. We'll say seven. Yeah, Geno Smith. He's better than Geno Smith. He's better than Geno. Okay, Kyler Murray. Kyler better. Yeah, he better than Kyler. Last eight out of how many? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yo, Mike, you gonna let that slide? I'm playing. Just cool. <laughs> He's starting on twenty five percent of NFL teams. Well, I mean, shit, that's better than Evan Fournier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so, this is what I'm saying though. So. Like a lot of those quarterbacks that we did say that he's better than those are going to be the free agents next year. So if you don't get a a top draft pick, like you're gonna go in that direction. Like, what are you really gonna do? We gotta move up. Yeah. The, the good the good quarterbacks don't hit free agency. I ain't trying to go shopping for a quarterback in, in the free agent market. It's almost impossible to get one. Yeah, the, the the good ones don't hit the free agency market. They either get traded before they hit free agency and sign a deal like Russ. Or they are subpar and we draft somebody to replace them like Daniel Jones next season. Yeah. Well, they're past their age and their prime and all that stuff. Yeah. Look, it's going to be Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Jimmy Garoppolo, Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Case Keenum, Mason Rudolph. You don't want none of these people. Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton. I don't want none of these free agents. Come on, man. Blaine Gabbert, Chase, Chase Daniel, come on. Yo, what's up? If you had to start a quarterback right now between Daniel Jones or Cam Newton, who are you starting? Daniel Jones. <laughs> CJ, who are you starting? Daniel yeah. Jones to throw. Jones. You said Daniel Jones? You got to go with Daniel Jones. Him. He can throw. You surprised with me? Yeah, honestly. At this point right now in Cam Newton's career, you got to go Daniel Jones. He's younger. He's more athletic. Can Cam, can Cam still play? I he didn't look good last time we saw him. And that was, what, almost two seasons ago by this point? But CJ was arguing me down that, like, I don't know, that we didn't give him the right chance to look successful. But I was like, he's done. That was two seasons ago. Not, not right now, Mike. And he was done two seasons <laughs> ago. And you argued me down about it. He in the beginning of the season he looked okay. He was done. He wasn't. I mean, he was okay. I don't know. He was not supposed to be starting for the New England Patriots. Oh, look at would you look at that? <laughs> New England Patriots. Right on topic, Mike. So I, I remember in the, in the beginning of the season, you were saying, you know, like we we playoff bound. You believe in Mac Jones, you like the weapons y'all got. Um, do you still feel the same way? Do you still have that same sentiment about your team? Nah, we we fake trash. Like our, our offense is not is not. It's it's very interesting. Um, we we don't have Thornton, who was supposed to be our rookie wide receiver, who was supposed to be big. Um, we was missing Jacoby Myers last game, but that helped Devontae Parker finally do something or show some type of production. And he had an amazing game. Um, and our defense, our defense is, isn't the worst. But on Sunday, we went against um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And they kind of kind of torched us. But even with that, I was proud that the, the Patriots were still in the game. So Mac Jones did try to fight. But Mac Jones made a lot of stupid decisions. And that's something that he's going to have to 
work on if he wants to be a starting quarterback in the league. But right now, Mac Jones, he's he frustrates me. Do you think he's the quarterback of your future? Um, I would still want to give him time because our offensive line hasn't been that good this year. Um, if if you guys if you guys finish um with a bad record, do you think do you think you stick with Mac or should you guys go get a quarterback? Now it's too early. This is his second season. Mm-hmm. He has at least like one more year before we really decide if we were trying to that he's not it for us. So you think if you guys finish in the bottom three, bottom four, you should pass on the quarterback and keep bottom Mac? three, bottom four of the league, and of the league, yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I'm asking a hypothetical well, question. Um, I'm trying to gauge your your faith and and Mac moving forward. I mean, but if anything, you guys, y'all, y'all brought to me that our off- offense coaching staff is really the problem that we don't that is non-existent. So that could also be a reason why we are struggling as well. Oh yeah, you got who's um Keith? Who's calling the plays over? Is it Joe Judge? <laughs> no, nah, it's uh the dude from the the Lions. I got fired. Oh, Matt Patricia. Patricia, yeah. Oh, and Judge is what doing the defense? Nah, Judge is just helping out on offense. Wow. And neither neither one of them are, have any offensive background. I mean, Joe Judge was a wide receivers coach in New England before he came over as the head coach, but really he's a wide receivers coach. He's a special teams guy, right? Yeah. That's probably why he's the wide receiver guy, wide receivers coach, because it's a lot just, of those guys end up on the special teams. Yeah, for gunners, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a tough situation over there for us right now, especially with this, with Mac Jones' injury. He was already playing through an injury, and the fact that he hurt his ankle in his day to day, um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough ride. Oh, I have a, a injury update with Mac too. Um, yeah, yeah, he said he had a severe high ankle sprain that might require surgery. Mm. Um, and yeah. Then- but- mm-hmm. They they've been like listening as day to day, but they say he might be out like four to six weeks. Damn, no return of the Mac. <laughs> now we're gonna have Brian Hoyer, which is great for us. Be Hoy, those, those are automatic L's right there, bro. <laughs> nah, nah, watch Brian Hoyer, Hoyer get one too. One that you least expect. Who y'all got? Yeah, all right. yeah, we need we need something else, but. I don't. I don't know why he's even our backup quarterback, our main backup quarterback. He could be there to be a vet and help Mac, but he's not the one to be when Mac Jones get hurt. So how long before they fire Bill? <laughs> Bill getting fired? Bill got it. They like, chanting for it already. The fans yeah. are in disarray. Bill can't get fired. He he'll, he'll leave, <laughs> but he's not getting fired. They'll, they'll mutually agree to part ways. Yeah. Probably just just. Um, fully take his front office role rather than being on the sidewalk. Facts. But enough but, about the Patriots. How about them Jets? Yeah, y'all, y'all are sharing the basement of the uh, AFC East. Mm. Isn't that what's, what was expected, though? Not the Pats. I mean, well, if you ask Mike, we, we, we told Mike they were going to be trash. He didn't want to believe us. <laughs> Mike, we told you. We said it, bro. And I told, and I told you that the Jets was gonna be trash too, bro. Like, I still gotta, I still gotta put the heat somewhere. Well, hey, hey, my teammates ain't undefeated anymore, but I am still the only team on this podcast. I got a winning record, so we got that. I don't know. For now, for now. Yeah, man. I don't really know what's up with the Jets, honestly. Like, um, I really just want to see how Zach Wilson performs. He just got cleared by the doctors. He did. 
today. Yeah. So I, I want to see. I just want to see what he is with these weapons. Like we've seen Joe Flacco air it out. Like and, and listen to this though. This is unbelievable. I think the Jets have the most passing attempts in the league right now. Yeah, Flacco's been airing it out. Why why are we airing it out with Joe Flacco? Because y'all losing and y'all can play from behind. A lot of teams been losing and playing from behind. They're not airing it. Like, what what's going on? I'm I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what to think of what's going on, honestly, right now. Like for those betting out there, look at um Joe Flacco's completions and Joe Flacco's pass attempts. Those been hitting, but with Zach Wilson coming back, yeah, that's what was quiet for that. Clip. At least maybe for like Zach got clear. Zach got clear by the doctors, but I don't know if he's going. They, they're going to throw him into the fire this week. Let me see who we play. We I, play. I think he's. I think he's going to play. Oh, we play the Steelers. I mean, why not? The Steelers might light light him up, put him back on the injury list. Yeah, but if you if you if you wait, you got the Dolphins, Packers, Broncos. It's a tough ride either way. Yeah, so you might as well just throw him out there against the Steelers. No, uh, T.J. Watt. You know, it's it's in Pittsburgh too. That's gonna be a tough game. Mm-hmm. I really just want to see what Zach Wilson is with these weapons. That's my thing right now. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So, um, early season. Just a couple quick takes. Um, who you think is serious versus who's not? NFL still, right? NFL, yeah. Like, I would say um, your surprise team versus your team that's disappointing you the most. Um, The team that's disappointing me the most honestly might be the Chiefs. I expected the Chiefs, even though they're 2-1, and one, I expected their offense to be more dynamic than what it's been. It hasn't really been dynamic at all. So it just kind of questions like, did they really need to lose Hill? Is that what's going on here? Because they've been in a lot of close games, and we used to pad just throwing that jank to Hill, and Hill just going crazy, and nobody being able to contain him. But that's not really happening. They're, they're in these close games. They're not really getting over a certain amount of points we used to them getting. Um, Patrick Mahomes is not throwing mad touchdowns. Um so they're they're my biggest surprise, honestly, or disappointment, as you could say. Um, as far as a team that I guess I'm surprised in a positive way would be Philly. Like I didn't like I knew that they would probably be the better team in the NFC East, but they're looking really good in general. Their defense is they're playing like dogs. Um, Jalen Hurts seems like he's being in the pocket and making good decisions. The the running game is clicking. So the Eagles are looking really good. So they like one of the top teams in the in the, in the whole NFL right now. So that's a big surprise for me too. And how about you, Keith? Surprise team versus a disappointment team. So the biggest disappointment is probably going to be the Bengals. Uh, for them to start 0-2, you know, I know they got the, one, the win uh, – what was it over the Jets? But that's to be expected. I'm not going to give them any kudos for that. But I think we all expected them to win that division. So 
for them to come out to that rocky start for them to be pretty stagnant offensively you you thought with uh joe burrow uh chase that they'd have you know a, a dynamic offense and whatnot but you, you really haven't seen that and the fact that they still haven't fixed that offensive line gives me reason for concern because you know burrow is a pretty important piece the most important piece to that team and if you can't keep him upright you know that's just going to increase the odds of him going down with injury so they're my biggest concern um or biggest disappointment thinking that they were actually going to figure it out and, and and build off of that super bowl run and my biggest surprise probably the dolphins and for the same reason that the chiefs are, are mike's biggest disappointment uh you see the impact that tyreek hill can make on an offense when he's out there in the field the fact that he can take a top off the defense and force teams to kind of account for him and his speed and it kind of opens things up for other players out there so you see Tua with the his ability to be precise with the ball and the placement he's able to pick teams apart so you know I haven't really been a big believer of Tua so for so for me to see the the Dolphins come out uh, and play as well as they have especially as well as, well as Tua has in a lot of these games, I think uh, I would have to pick them as my biggest surprise. What about you, CJ? Um, I'd say my biggest my biggest disappointment it would have to be the LA Chargers, mm. um, but it's mainly due to due to injury. Even though I hate saying that, but like the expectations that people have for them were like through the roof. Yeah. People were putting them in the Super Bowl prior to the season even happening. Justin Herbert is going to win the MVP. Chargers are going to the Super Bowl. Like, they're going to run a division. So, to see them one and two, you know, in that division, or just in general, I mean, and, and have to fight in that division, I'm not sure where they're going to end up at. I mean, what do you what did you expect their record to be, though? Um, no. Raiders, who they beat. They played the Chiefs, who they lost to by three points in a close game. And then they got smoked by the Jaguars. But the Jaguars are not what we expected them to look. Oh, that's that's a big surprise, too. We're not we didn't expect the Jaguars to look with, look the way they did, too. But I, I definitely I definitely had the Chargers beating the Jaguars. Like I didn't think they would just get destroyed by the Jaguars. Like, you know, like that's kind of wild to me. A team that people are putting, even though Jaguars have been a surprise, no one expected the Jaguars to be in the Super Bowl. Like they were saying about the the Chargers, so mm-hmm. um, kind of kind of disappointed with with them. It looks like their season, even though it's still early, I just think that division is so tough. It's going to be hard for them to really um, pull their way out of that. Um, the Cardinals have been disappointing too. I don't know what's going on with them. I think DeAndre Hopkins lost. Loss of DeAndre Hopkins is that big for them. Um, They're missing a few receivers, huh? They're missing a few receivers. They're missing like three. Oh yeah, somebody else just went down too, right? Mike had to let it be known, you know, Murray is this guy. No, they just who they 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 just lost somebody else too. They traded. They gave away. Kirk is not there. They um Rondell Moore is hurt. Yeah, Rondell Moore, but he he hasn't played yet. But they've been getting beat on though. Their defense has been bad too. Yeah, I didn't expect them to be like that. Yeah. They've been getting beat on. I would say my surprise team would have to be Miami. 
it would have to be Miami because I kind of expected the Eagles to, to be at the top of that division. Um, early in the season, Miami's number one right now in that division with the Bills. Um, I think a lot had to go their way in order for them to win that game against the Bills. Still got the Bills just being better than them, but mm-hmm. definitely didn't think Miami would be this good. Um, always liked Tua, but I didn't think Tua would be able to put it together the way he has with those uh, weapons. And their defense has been balling, too. So they always had a pretty good defense, but their defense really been uh, been playing well and really locking down uh, a couple teams that, you know, we expected to go crazy. So um and then that that one they had against the Ravens showed uh showed they had some fight. It was almost like to me, like it was a culture change down there, you know? And that that win kind of empowered uh two or two. So um I'm 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 surprised with, with, with the Dolphins. I'm not gonna lie. I bet somebody that they wasn't going to the playoffs, but uh Thanks. hope they just gonna lose a streak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's that's pretty much it for today. Uh, what you want to talk about? Let's let's end the show with with your favorite person, CJ. Who? Who's that? Um, yeah. Who? Gary Cole? <laughs> oh no, not him! Come on, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I mean, I don't, I I told you I had smoke for you in the pod, but. You good? I'm, you chilling? I'm, yeah, I'm chilling because you you admitted to him him cooking y'all already when y'all was talking about the Patriots. So you know I don't really want to get too feisty with you. <laughs> My method, I don't want to get too feisty. Yeah, I don't want to get too feisty with you. You admitted you was like, ah, oh, he did kind of smoke us. So all right, cool. We, we we gonna be we gonna we gonna be on this topic a lot this season because you seem to doubt him a lot. So the Ravens gonna have to fix our secondary if the Ravens want to be like legit. That defense has been trash for a while now. At least that that passing defense. They got all those quote unquote all pro cornerbacks that be getting cooked all the time. Like all ball hawks, but none of them could really cover like that. Like Diggs. Yeah, for the most part, they all take. But Diggs, to me, Diggs is better than like Marcus Peters. Um, I think Jimmy Smith just went down. Marlon Humphreys. Those guys are good when you look at the names, but they began. Burnt too much. I don't know what's going on with them. I'm gonna try to blame Wink, but now he over here wilding with the Giants defense. Yeah, he, the Giants defense. I was telling Mike that the other day. Giants defense was pretty good. Yeah. I was and we didn't have no players out there. Well, I'm 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 lying. We had Thibodeau back. We had Williams back. Out, yeah, Williams was out, and we don't really have any corners. We got a Dory, but outside of that, we got mm-hmm. you know journeyman opposite of him, and we got a bunch of young guys. I was trying to um before we got out of here. I just wanted to. uh See, uh, when you think think Judge is gonna get that sixty two? If teams pitch to him, they they've been pitching to him. No, Mike, they have. He's, he's been striking out a couple of times. He's been he's he's been walked a lot too, but I, like the walks aren't like it's hard to tell if they're intentional or not. Really, if the pitchers are pitching to him, but I think they said he walked like 10, 10 times in the last couple games or whatever. That's crazy. Oh yeah, the Raiders are also the only team without a win. The yeah, Raiders. Winless. Oh, we should have we should have asked what uh, head coaches are on the hot seat. Let's save, let's save that for next part. All right, but, but hopefully none of none of them win. Let's save that for next part. <laughs> Keith, what you think? You think Judge gonna get the sixty two? He might. How many more games you guys got left? Twelve, thirteen. Uh. 
Are the Mets gonna be the uh, the division? NL East champs? Yeah, that's a that's another that's even better question. Right now we're tied, mm-hmm. and I think the uh, the MLB is looking to see what they can do if there's a tiebreaker. Yeah. I don't know, man. We traded JD. Go ahead. We got seven games left. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, seven. And today's tonight will be the eighth technically. So eight in total. All right. So he can get two in eight games. Man, I hope he does, man. It'd be it'd be terrible if he gets stuck on sixty. Word, especially with all the hype. Yeah, I love it. You such a hater. I'm not a hater. That's what y'all get. <laughs> Why would you love it? <laughs> Why would I love it? I I don't care for the Yankees. It's not about. It's just about baseball history and just seeing seeing being alive to see something organic and not. Involved with steroids, like, bro, he gonna go in the history books with a big old New York Yankees on his above his picture. I ain't trying to hear that. So you, can, about you so you can't appreciate greatness just because the team you on. I can appreciate greatness, but I I ain't gonna sit here and say I'm rooting for him. If it happens, it happens. God bless him. Matter of fact, Degrom is trash, bro. Hey, you now you hating? Shirts too, bro. Peter Alonzo, Mike, a bum. All right. So, so I'll say so I'll say that about Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge where we assign him. Hmm. <laughs> Since we're like we're gonna lose the Grom anyway. It's not like the Grom had in Atlanta. Apparently, he don't like them, he don't really like living in New York or the media, whatever the case may be. I'm like, nah, if he goes to Atlanta, like y'all would be really like distressed. I would be stressed. I'm like, yo, get Aaron Judge on the phone right now, man. Atlanta? Somebody else gonna have to feel that pain. Crazy down there. Facts. That pitcher rotation. <laughs> they gonna jump y'all immediately for the best rotation in MLB by far. I mean, they're gonna take the best piece in our rotation that makes us one of the best rotations mm-hmm. in the MLB, if not the best. And insurance is old, so he how many more years he really got? Damn, they're so, gonna they're gonna have a crazy them bringing Strowman back. <laughs> nah, he, yeah. he burnt he burnt that bridge. Strowman's finished. Strowman's yeah. his career might end in uh, Chicago. Chicago, that's crazy. Yeah, that would be messed up because he's still a stud too. Mm-hmm. Still a stud. Like it's that time. We're gonna wrap this pod up. Good pod, guys. Uh, we can reconvene another day. Um, guys, want to shout out anything? IG, Key Sports Vibe TV. Let it yeah. be known. Yeah, if you guys want some Knicks content, make sure you, you're tuned into Sports Vibes TV. Season starts. Uh, when is our first preseason game? I think it's like next Tuesday or something. So oh. Make sure you guys are, are tuned into the channel. Got all the updates, news, rumors, and analysis. And I'm also going to be at the, the season opener or the home opener, whatever you want to call it. Preseason opener or the home opener? Home opener. I'm not really a big fan of preseason games. We need our own core insight. Facts, facts. I'm gonna be reporting live from the the sidelines until they remove me. <laughs> Real insider. And I like to shout out um the pods Instagram, the Delusional Sports Fans Podcast. That's where we will be posting when our episodes release and other sports related topics and fun stuff. Word. So make sure you guys follow the IG. Subscribe to Sports Vibes TV on YouTube for Knicks content. And make sure you go to silkcity.city for 
all the apparel, do rags, t-shirts, and all that type of stuff. So we'll get back to you guys. Till next time. Peace. Later, y'all. Peace.